Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire! Thursday, February 18th. There is a big basketball game tonight. Lakers, Nets. No Kevin Durant. We'll see about Kyrie Irving. Obviously, no Anthony Davis. But before we get to the game, and we will talk about it with our guest, Katino Mobley, former NBA I don't know, he's a really good player in the NBA. I work with him at Fox Sports Radio. Just a chill guy. I try to get in some of his pickup games out here in L.A., and uh, let's just say that has not happened yet. Um, He's got some interesting theories. Um, Kevin Durant will want to listen to this for sure. Um, Michael Jordan fans will not, but I don't want to spoil it. I quickly, before we get to the interview, I need to just talk about what was A pretty insane Wednesday night in the NBA. And I know what you're thinking, Jason. It's Wednesday in February. Who cares about the NBA? Folks, I just want to just, I just need to put this out there. I, I, you know, we'll have to dive deeper into it next week or something, maybe around the All Star break. So the Utah Jazz win their 19th game 
in the last 20 games, 17 of them by double digits. Now, the Clippers didn't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, um, so they obviously Jazz should have won. But we need to start taking note of the Jazz, who have won 19 of 20. Damian Lillard has entered the top six, maybe top five, in the MVP candidacy. 43 points, 16 assists. Portland wins again. They're surging. Remember, I love this Portland team coming into the season. They had some injuries. They were stumbling out of the gate. They are now 18-10. to 10. Just keep an eye on Portland. Uh, Joel Embiid, another nice game, 31-11-9. Um, Trey Young had 40 on Boston. Uh, everybody loves the Denver Nuggets. They lose in Washington. Uh, Davis Bertans, this is the state of the NBA right now. And a lot of you guys, I know I know some of the dads I'm friends with out here in uh, L.A., you know, they don't they like the NBA, but they're not watching every night. You know, I'm in a fantasy league with a bunch of dads. Some of them definitely listen to this. And so I'm checking box scores because my son and I need to pick up guys. Folks, Davis Bertans hit nine threes for the Wizards. He had 35 points. And they beat the Nuggets. By the way, the Nuggets are so overrated this year. Everybody was all excited about their Western Conference finals run last year. There was some smoke and mirrors there. Remember that Utah series win. Okay? Like I come on. If that uh, buzzer-beating shot in Game 7 falls. The Nuggets are no big deal coming into this season, and they struggled again. And finally, and this is crazy, Sabonis of the Pacers, in a great rally for Indiana to win in overtime against sorry-ass Minnesota, Sabonis had 36-17-10. and And on the surface, you're like, ah, must be no defense. Uh, maybe. Minnesota doesn't play defense. They don't do much of anything well. But just for some context, and I put this out on Twitter, and of course people got angry. Sabonis of the Pacers. This is a kid who went to Gonzaga. He's putting up such good numbers. He's averaging almost what Kevin Garnett did when KG won the MVP in 2004. KG was in Minnesota. There was some controversy whether or not he should have won the MVP. He was a great defensive player that year, obviously. Um, But Sabonis and the league's offense in general is off the charts People are not talking enough about how good offense is in the NBA right now. I just needed to get that off my chest. Obviously, Katino Mobley will talk a little bit about it more shortly. But I did think the biggest story in sports on Wednesday was the retirement of Tim Tebow from baseball. And I'm sure some people will say, well, Jay, Tebow didn't even make the majors. How the hell is he the biggest story? And I'm going to reference you to an interview Tim Tebow did when he was trying to break into baseball. And he essentially said, you know, hey, man, I I was great in college. I was, you know, one of the greatest college football players of the generation. Um, I tried the NFL. I won a playoff game, but didn't really materialize. And I'm going to try baseball now. I'm chasing my dreams. And, you know, you couldn't hear the snickering in the media room, but there's a lot of people rooting against Tim Tebow. You know, he's heavily into religion and loves to reference God. Shout out to God and Jesus. And um, it's weird. There's so much backlash against Tebow. It's like he's too good and too wholesome. And people laughed at him for giving his dream a shot, trying to be a professional baseball player. He never made the majors. And I'm sure some people will say, oh, he failed. And there is a speech that Tebow gave that said, you know, don't let other people define you, you know? You're always going to have critics. You're just, you just are. They're going to say you can't do that. You shouldn't try that. You're not going to do that. Who cares what they say? You do whatever you want. Chase your dreams. You do you. Don't let fear and doubt impact your decisions. 
And I just love that Tim Tebow. I mean, you got to look it up on YouTube. I, I popped in on social media. It's only like two minutes. But it's just like you hear that and you're like, man, Tim Tebow is going to have a really nice long career as a public speaker. Because I'll listen to Tebow talk. He's uplifting. We need more positivity. Come on, guys. You know this. Anything you say, you're either perceived as a hater or they're coming back at you that you suck, you stink, shut up, you're wrong. That's like all it is right now. This whole everybody gets a voice uh, is great and fine, but what happens when like 80% of those voices are negativity and just angry people firing off missives about how bad people suck and you're wrong and this guy's a quitter and I just – I love everything about Tim Tebow. Um, going back to his college days at Florida, man. I mean, listen, I know he played on some teams with some guys who got in trouble. Tim Tebow didn't get in trouble. He just won football games in the SEC. That's what he did. And then he went to the NFL, and people said he can't play quarterback. <laughs> and he took the Denver Broncos on just a joyride to the playoffs. And I still get goosebumps watching Tim Tebow beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on that slant pass in overtime. And I'll remember watching that just like uh, the kid catches a pass and you're like, oh my gosh, is he going to go? Is Tebow going to win this game? And they take down the Steelers and you're just like, Tebow, this is great. This is awesome. I love it. I remember betting on Tebow in that game. And uh, luckily I did not bet on the next game. They got smashed by the Patriots. It was like 45-15, but who cares? Tebow won a playoff game. You know, there's a lot of guys who would love to taste a playoff victory. <coughs> Matt Stafford, he'll get one this year. But just listen to that Tebow speech, guys. I'm sure there's a lot of young people listening because you guys DM me all the time. Man, how do you crack in? How do I develop sources? Jason, what, what's the best way to get where you are? And, I mean, listen, there is a, a meme on Instagram where it's like everybody sees you on the stand getting the first place trophy, but what they don't see is the long hours and the hard work, and, you know, your family goes on vacation, and, you know, you bring your podcast material, and you're recording interviews, and you're maybe not skiing, and you're working on your game, and crafting what you're going to say tomorrow, and you're lining up your next guest, and then maybe you're working on a piece for Fox Sports about NBA futures that's dropping Friday. Um, it, the work never stops. You just, you got to put in the time. If you love it, you'll do it, and if you don't, you know, you'll move on to something else, but, I'm a Tim Tebow fan. I think I always will be, and I commend him for trying to get to the majors. And uh, without further ado, let's get to Katino Mobley, former NBA basketball player. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into the podcast a guy. I, You know, I followed his career when he was at Rhode Island, because we'll get into that, and then in the NBA, and then I saw him at the Fox Sports Radio Studios. And it only it says he's 6'4", and I mean, this guy looks like he's like 6'8". And he's just super friendly. Katino Mobley, what's up, my man? How you doing? My guys, how you doing, man? What's up, Jay? We'll get to the current NBA, but I was just looking at your st- uh, stats, given your career. Um, second round pick who averaged 16 points a game for his career. And Katino, I was trying to think of the best team you played on in your career. Um, you played on a briefly a really good Kings team at the end of their run. You were on a Rockets team. Uh, that was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would you say was the best team you played on? Uh, maybe it was that Clippers team near the end. Well, yeah, uh, you know, for uh, you know, just to say, uh, we were young. Steve and I were a Rockets team, and you know, I was telling somebody the other day, All Stars. When I played, eight of them were out of the twelve spots. Eight of them were bigs. Uh, you know, you had all the bigs, and then you had four guards. And Kobe was the youngest one, and then it was. Um, 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 Jason Kidd and uh, Gary Payton, mm. and uh, who took the other guard spot. So it was hard for me and Steve. Well, it was hard for me um, in the beginning 
Uh, Steve got voted in popular, popular, but we were averaging around the same points at that time. So, um, you know, uh, you know, we were winning, you know, 40 something games, but in the East, I mean, in the West, 40 something games a year didn't matter. Now, 40 some games, it's cool. You can make the playoffs. And in the East, you can win 20 some games and make the playoffs. So I should have went to the East. But um, anyway, uh, you know, Sacramento was a lot easier uh, to score because you had so many scores. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think uh, for me, uh, the easiest in scoring was Sacramento because we had a lot of scores. I think uh, my most productivity, but, you know, not learning a lot uh, because Steve and I were getting our butts beat, because even though we were top guards in the, uh, you know, top three uh, combo guards in the league, uh, averaging 27 points, you know, then you go to, uh, then you go to uh, it's the Clippers where, you know, you have Sam Cassell, you have Elton Brady, you have Corey Maggette. And it wasn't my job to average 20 something points. It was my job to help, you know, lead and do what I can. So, you know, and, and the Clippers not making the playoffs for, you know, 14, 14 years and I'm going there, you know, that was, that was more so my goal. So averaging 16, 17 was just enough to have Elton Brand getting his 20 something points and Corey Maggette being, uh, getting 20 and Sam and I, myself, you know, I was 17, Sam, I think I was 16 or 15. You know, we just wanted to make sure help them learn how to win and be winners. That's about all we could do. Yeah, I just want to quickly uh, ask about the Rockets, that team that Yao Ming was on. He was a rookie. You guys had Jim Jackson. You had Steve Francis. Um, what do you remember about Yao entering the league? Um, I mean, he was a massive deal. And, Katino, I do have to recall, I went to the locker room once to do a story on Yao, and – I mean, I know he's your friend, but Steve Francis could not have been a bigger jerk to me. Uh, just like very basic <laughs> questions. And he was like, basically, get the F out of my face. I was like, jeez. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was kind of kind of difficult. But uh, what do you remember about that Yao Ming first season? Um, I mean, listen, it was it was crazy. I mean, you, you know, the first, uh, you know, big uh, phenomenon coming to America. And uh, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot going on, you know. So uh, I don't know how Steve treated everybody else, but. You know, um, as far as Yao Ming, you know, he was just learning, you know, and all of us were learning. We were all young and uh, Steve was young as well. Sorry, um, I'm tying my shoe. Um, but yeah, Steve is young as well. So um, I'm not giving him an excuse, but, you know, when you're we're not. No, seriously, when you're not used to just in anybody, when you're not used to uh, all these different types of uh, things that's going on, I mean, you know how to act. And uh, Yao Ming came from a really good family. Uh, Steve comes from a good family. Rao Ming's family, you know, they're a little more humble when it, in China. A lot of people coming through here. So, yeah, you know, the language barrier was something else. So he was getting, um, you know, translation from his guy, uh, Colin. Mm. So, yeah, couldn't answer a lot of questions anyway. And it was a thousand questions coming at him left and right. So, you know, it was, I mean, we would be on buses and along with Steve and myself. Now you have Yao Ming. So everything was just like, it was a lot, Yeah, you know, it was just a lot going on. So, yeah. I, I want to compare your game to the current NBA, Katino, because I, I got to be honest, like when I recall and start watching some YouTube stuff of you, you had the post-up game, you had the three ball game, but Steve, the three was not what it is today. Not even close. I mean, Katino, no. like they, they didn't want you guys shooting so many threes, but you could have, you were like a 37% three point shooter in your career, Katino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't shortchange it. I was like 38, 39. <laughs> don't 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 short don't shortchange it for me. Don't do that. But no, no, seriously. You know, we we grew up around the guards were like posting up and 
you know, being a little more aggressive and dunking the ball. Steve and I dunked the ball a lot. So, you know, um, it wasn't shooting threes. It was attacking the rim. So, um, and, and, and that time, you know, I think I averaged, I don't know, four threes, four or five threes a game, you know, for my career, maybe four threes a game for my career, whatever, five threes for my career. So, you know, I was just trying to, you know, our coach was telling us don't bail anybody out. Right. You know, so, you know, when you when you grew up with the bigs and the ball has to go down low first, you know, you can't just be pumping threes up when they get doubled. That's when you shoot the threes. So I think that transition helped, you know, a lot of these other guys. And, you know, we were a little physical back yeah. then, too. So, you know, now it's, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, fans want to see, I guess, more points. Oh, so you can't be touching as much yeah. now. So, you know, it's, you know, teach his own. It's not a big deal. But I mean, you know, if you're not touching me. And I'm getting that ball 15 feet from the basket. It's going to be a long night, especially back then. Yeah, and, you know, I watch C.J. McCollum currently. I see a guy like Donovan Mitchell. And I think that is kind of the game you would have, right? Pick and roll, post up. I'm going to hit you with the threes because you could really do it all. And I'm not gassing you up here. I mean, Katino, people, I think, don't realize how effective you were your all-around game. Yeah, no, it's all good. It did, you know, listen, I, I it did what I had to do. As a, I wasn't one thing. I was a basketball player. So if it was bigs in the post and they wanted me to shoot threes, that's what I would do. If I had to post people up, that's what I would do. If I had to take people to the cup, that's what I would do and pick and roll. So, you know, um, you know, I just, you know, I grew up in an era where, you know, you're just a basketball player. Kobe shot, you know, post up, mid-range, you know, uh, we, uh, Ray Allen, uh, Rip Hamilton, you know, a lot of us, we, we, we had, you know, from the three to the mid-range to, to the basket. A lot of guys don't do a lot of it. It's either go three with a thousand dribbles or to the basket. It's nothing in the mid-range. And that's why I love Devin Booker and I love Bradley mm-hmm. Beal because they mix it up, right? And that's the reason why they're going to be so effective. And they're bringing back the mid-range, which they should. Uh, so, yeah, so that's why I love those guys. Those guys are my favorite. Now, I'm, I was watching a Pelicans game the other night with my son, and I was like, you know, Bryce, watch this. All it is is a pick at the top, Brandon Ingram or some guard drives, the defense collapses, and it's just kick it to a three-point shooter. And that was basically all the Pelicans yeah. did. They attempted something like 40, 42 threes, whatever it was. When you watch the current game, Katino, does it kind of frustrate you, or do you like it? How, what are your thoughts given the way you grew up playing basketball? No, it doesn't frustrate me. It's just a transition, right? It's just... You know, it's just that's how it is. It's like me saying, you know, it's like Michael and them saying when they played in the AIDS, it frustrates them. Maybe it frustrated them. But basketball, you know, it's just the same sport. It's just I think the only thing that does frustrate me, this reason why I love the Bradley Bills and the McCullums and the Lillards and, uh, you know, the Bookers is because they have mid-range games. Um, and that's what I like a lot. You know, I look at those guys a lot and I see, and, and you know, the Kevin Durant, of course, is the best of the best, you know, and then you have Stephen Curry. They use the whole. They use the whole court, you know, and that's what that's what I like. I mean, I, I love all the young guys, but these these guys, for me, uh, you can tell they studied the game and they scored all angles. Yeah, let me ask you, Catino. You mentioned Kevin Durant. Uh, the Nets have a huge game against LeBron tonight. Uh, huge, massive game. Now, there's no Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, so uh, obviously, you know, the Nets are going to be expected to win. Yeah, they're going to pick on. Yeah, they're going to pick on my man. They're going to pick on my man. Who's who's your guy? They're going to pick on. LeBron. It's all, now, Kevin Durant and Kyrie didn't play yesterday. 
So now I'll bet you they're going to play today with uh, James and they're going to try to pick on my mm. man. It's okay, though. It's all yeah, right. Well, I'm curious what you think of this Nets team, this Nets experiment. I mean, there are times where Jeff Green is their biggest guy on the court for, like, you know, large stretches of the game. Uh, I don't want to say they're stealing the Rockets small ball, but you know, basically that's all you see for, from the Nets. Can, can they win with this? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't know if they can win with it, uh, but they can get pretty far. Now, they do a trade with Drummond or someone else. Uh, I think they would be in the ranks of when AD comes back to be able to compete. Sorry, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, outside with this noise. I think they'll be able to compete with LeBron. And you can never count LeBron out. But when you have, you know, the I think personally the best scorer ever in Kevin uh, Durant, and then you have one of the best passers and scorers in, in James Harden, who's actually moving more towards being a facilitator, truthfully. And then Kyrie Irving, you know, yeah, he's short, but Kyrie Irving is one of the best, you know, creative scorers uh, that we've ever seen. So, um, you know, you still have a nice little season left. So once they gel and they get that big, to me, I think they're going to be really dangerous in the what, uh, the East, especially during the fourth quarter. You know, one of them is going to, like James last night, showing that we don't really need KD or Kyrie tonight. <laughs> I'm going to bring us back myself, yeah. right? And, you know, you, you're still dealing with a very tough uh, 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 Phoenix team in Booker and Chris Paul. But, you know, listen, you don't let one of the best players in the, in the world come down, don't touch him until he gets a three-point yeah. line, step back, and do the same thing. That's just slow to me. Yeah. You know, you don't just don't do stuff like that. I do. But need, yeah, I love I love uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I need to back up. Katino Mobley just said that Kevin Durant is the best scorer ever. You played against Kobe. You played against LeBron. You grew up watching Michael Jordan. Kevin Durant, a better scorer than all of them, huh? Oh, but for anybody, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm not saying this. LeBron James is the best ever to me. But the best scorer is different. Like the most dominant player to me, Shaquille O'Neal, no matter what era doesn't matter. He was big, athletic, strong. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal came in when all the centers were there, and he's dunking and dominating on everybody. Okay? Kobe Bryant had more tenacity and, and will and hard work. Kevin Durant and Tracy McGrady are the most talented. It's a difference. Vince Carter, athletic ability and his talent is up there. So, I mean, there's a, there's a big difference, wow. right? Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant shoots better, dribbles better, posts up better drives to the basket better at seven feet than anybody you know. There's no one else. If you can name someone else, let me know. Well, I mean, he's not seven feet, but you just named like eight players and none of them was Michael Jordan. I, I was a little surprised. I mean, people are going to be surprised when they hear that. I, I Listen, I don't. Michael Jordan is amazing, okay? But that's like Michael Jordan, Bill Russell is amazing. But I'm talking about evolution of things, right? So you're going to use a Microsoft from 1983, <laughs> 1985? Or you going to, or Apple of 2021? You tell me, yeah. Jace, what you going to do? I'm with you. I'm with you. You, but the the pushback. Well, Michael went six and zero. Oh. Listen, Katino, as a guy who played right, at the yeah. highest levels, um, you know what? Why don't people want to just toss out? Hey, I get it, six and zero oh in the finals. What about all those years he didn't get to the finals? Couldn't get out of the East. Yeah, yeah. The first eight or nine years, or something like that, right? Until Scottie yeah. Pippen and Phil Jackson came. But let's not get it twisted, okay? Your first championship, which I love, Michael, but your first championship, Magic had you guys. You won, you lost the first game, and then Scottie Pippen start guarding Magic. If Scottie Pippen don't start guarding Magic and wearing him down, in that mm. second game on, they don't win that series. And then Carl Malone, who I love, 
and one of the best power forwards ever, if he makes his free throws, his free throws, that changes the whole series. So you need luck along with talent and hard work. And not to say Michael wasn't, is not one of the best. Because me growing up, Michael's the best. But if you're going to make, like, Weird Science, the movie, if you're going to make the perfect person, you don't make 6-6-205. You make 6-9, vision like Magic Johnson, score 40 easy, run like a deer, cheetah, on the floor, and has the capability to run a team by himself. That's what you would make. Wow. Now, I, you tell me. I didn't realize we got along this much on LeBron versus Jordan. Uh, Katino, let me ask you about um, Steph Curry. You know, uh, a below-the-rim guy, 6'3". There is this weird thing, and I've talked to a bunch of players about this, how players don't seem to respect Curry as much. And some have even joked, maybe it's a light-skinned thing, maybe it's a below-the-rim thing. But what we're seeing Curry do this year with a bunch of G League guys, basically, I'm kind of in awe of it. Um, Where are you on Curry right now? I love him. He's one of my favorites. I've known that kid watching that kid shoot. Alvin Williams, one of my best friends. Um, Alvin Williams, one of my best friends, who playing in Toronto. So Dale Curry was playing there, and Steph would shoot there. So it's all it's all this, all that is um, seeing this kid since he was about 10 or whatever it was, years old. So, you know, I mean, he was, he was fundamental then, and I love watching him now. So, I mean, he's one of the – actually, he's the best shooter ever to me. Um, you know, him and Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. But, uh, you know, just watching him evolve and, and, and doing the things he's doing right now, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Let me ask, uh, you know, the Clippers are a team that we don't really talk about as much anymore given their, uh, you know, postseason collapse in the bubble. But, Katino, with no fans, um, you know, Paul George hurt again. I feel like the Clippers are kind of getting lost in the discussion. We know the Lakers are going to be there. Everybody loves the Nets. Joel Embiid might be the MVP. The Bucks, you know, it's kind of scuffling. Nobody's really talking about the Clippers. This is a franchise you played for. They've always been second-class citizens in L.A. Where are you on Kawhi and Paul George right now? Well, I mean, the reason why they're not talking about them is because it, uh, of the last couple of years, right? So last year they thought they were going to – uh, everyone thought they were going to do something. Now you, uh, you know, and it was a disappointment. But you have Ty Lue now, and they're creeping up. So my thing is, for me, as, as, as good as Paul George is and Kawhi Leonard is, I want all that to gel so at the end of this year, it'll be more of a playoff thing that I'm worried about, right, that Paul proves to these people who he is. And, uh, you know, Kawhi, and Kawhi, uh, you know, do his regular spiel. But those last few games, Kawhi didn't come. I don't know if it was because of fatigue or whatever. He didn't come alive. Now, I'm not going to bet on him not coming alive or Paul George not coming alive again because they're doing pretty well at the moment. But, again, it takes time for those guys to gel. And a lot of stuff is mental. So, you know, hopefully hopefully um, it gets to the point where towards the end of the season they build enough camaraderie yeah. with uh, Serge Ibaka, and all those guys, because they have a great team where they can switch everything. Just like um, just like uh, uh, Golden State had with Iguodala and uh, Livingston 
and all those guys before. Uh, I need uh, to wrap up. I need to ask you about the Rhode Island Rams. I, you know, I'm a college basketball nerd. I think I've grilled you about this many times. You and Tyson Wheeler went on that run. NCAA tournament's coming up. I feel like there's nothing like it in sports. You know, it's just like an orgy of games, and uh, it, it's just so fun. I want to ask you what you remember most about that Rhode Island run in '98. Uh, whether it was taking down Paul Pierce and number one seeded Kansas, uh, the Arthur Lee game, which I'm sure you'll never forget. But I don't know. I guess give some perspective to the audience on that. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, it was a great run for us. Uh, Jim Herrick made it fun that whole year. Myself, Tyson Wheeler, uh, uh, Antonio Reynolds-Dean, uh, Preston Murphy, Josh King, Luther Clay. You know, we had some really good guys in there. We gelled together, man. Um, you know, it, it, it was just a blur to me. I, I did, I did, I did, your fan. Um, I did, uh, I did, uh, run into, uh, <laughs> Paul after that. And, uh, you know, I remember when I, when we beat Kansas, the Roy Williams, um, uh, was, uh, was in the, uh, hallway. And I saw him in the hallway and we were excited. And I saw him in the hallway and he was crushed. <laughs> and instead of me being excited, I was sad. You know, and I remember Paul, on. if you see Paul, he's on the court and he's bent down and I go over top and I kind of, you know, look at him like, damn, you know, I wouldn't want to be in this position, but I had to, we had to, I had to fight. So, you know, we beat Valparaiso the next and then we play, um, we play- um, Stanford. Sta- uh, we play Stanford. And, uh, you know, we just had a brain fart in Stanford because we thought we were going to, uh, we thought we were going to, um, you know, the final four. So it was just a brain fart. And from then on, the Arthur Lee thing, it killed me. That, uh, you know, three threes in a row and Tyson, you know, and, and the, the whole the whole thing going on. What's up, brother? Dorley Buddy at the whole thing. So, I mean, listen, like I said before, sometimes it's luck. Yeah. Man, it's luck and you have to have the luck on your side of, with everything else. I'm also, so, uh, I mean, Paul. I, I, I forgot to ask. I'm also into like recruiting stories. And, you know, you're from Philly. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just curious, how how did it go for you? Did you have a million offers? Was Rhode Island early on it? Jim Herrick, did they come in early? Like, how did you end no, up there? No, no, no. Jim Herrick came my senior year. Uh, so, yeah, he came our senior year. Al Skinner was our coach prior to that. But um, I, you know, I came, I went there first with one of my guys, Sean Coulson. Okay. And it didn't work out for him. So he transferred. I stayed. So, I mean, uh, we had, uh, I had other big schools because I was at MCI prep school and we were number one in the country that year. So we had nice, you know, offers everywhere. Uh, but uh, my, my guy, Sean Colson, who I grew up with in North Philadelphia, he went to Franklin Learning Center and played with Ferran Hand, played against Rishi Wallace and them. They beat them actually uh, to win the ch- public league championship. So Sean Colson was pretty good. Mm. So we went up to MCI together. And when we did MCI, I started, he came off the bench. Jason Kimbrough was our starter uh, because, uh, you know, he was just a little more disciplined at the time. We uh, decided to go to Rhode Island together. Mm. And it worked out for me and it didn't for him. So that's how that that spiel happened. Uh, all right. Well, uh, could, yeah. Katino Mobley, great college career, great NBA career. By the way, are you going to be doing any more big three or no? are you done with that? Yeah, yeah, no, Big Three starts, uh, Big Three starts, uh, hopefully it'll start June. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they just sent out a thing where it's called the Fireball now. 
Oh. So, uh, yeah, sent out yesterday. Big three uh, just sent out NBC Cube is talking about it. He's on his monologue talking about the fireball. So, yeah, so hopefully it starts out. Have, so have, have they had the draft? Yeah. Do you know who's on your squad yet or no? Uh, it's myself, Royce White, uh, Big Baby, and uh, we got a couple of the guys I can't tell you yet. Big, <laughs> big Baby. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That guy's a character. We got to get him, gotta get him back. Oh my gosh, Stone Cold character. Like, actually, an uh, acting character. He's a yak. Yeah. yeah. All right. Katino Mobley, yeah. hey, thanks a lot for the time, man. Keep up the good work and uh, stay healthy, buddy. All right. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 